0: hello hello we are back we're we, back we are the rosettes i'm ariel i'm marcia and uh we are the only mother daughter bachelor podcast as far as we know and we're stoked to be back uh with this week of the at um we are sorry because we haven't had internet it's been busy so we've had trouble getting our um podcasts Episode out on time. Excuses, excuses, but for real, our, our cable box exploded. Well, it didn't explode, it just stopped working. And I had to go to the cable store. Anyway. But that's why all of the other episodes have kind of been coming out. So, Not really great. <laughs> but we fully intend to step it up, step up the pace a little bit, right? Mm hmm. Right. Uh, oh, a little news. Raven and Adam from. Uh, Bachelor in Paradise are now engaged. Yay! So. Congratulations to Raven and Adam. Boop, boop. I don't know their story, but I just get a feeling that he's marrying up. He's actually really nice. Is he cool? Alright. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, haven't
1: they seen were, their story. They so. were a
0: really sweet couple on Bachelor in Paradise. And she's Tia's friend, so I don't know if that counts for anything, but it's just a, it's just a fact. She's cooler than Tia. Alright. Yeah. Tia's, I think Tia had a, I'm, I think Tia succumbed to the uh, pressures of bachelorette reality television mess. I think she's probably eh. a, a okay person, but that was last year. That's so passé. <laughs> Shall we carry on with what's going with, on with what's this, mm, with current events? <laughs> B. Lecter's adventures. Yeah. All right. Well, Chris Harrison comes to the mansion and meets the Bros, and says, "We're going to Newport, Rhode Island." And for some reason, they all go, "Yeah." Okay, in their defense, they've been stuck in the mansion for a really long time. That's true. And Also, I'm teasing anyway, but go ahead. (laughs) I think Rhode Island would actually be a cool place to go see. I think it would be, too. I think it would be, because, you know. A lot cooler than some of the places they've been. I haven't visited very many places on the East Coast. Of course, we went to Washington, D.C. and Virginia and stuff, but I've never been to Rhode Island or Boston or any of the places they go in this episode. And... Doesn't Taylor Swift have have a house in Rhode Island? She definitely does. So it must be you know if she one of her it like okay. fifteen houses or whatever. Right. Well, and that's where Jared Habon lives too. <clears throat> rich people. I, I'm just kidding. I guess he is. I don't. I don't know if it's all rich people, but that's where Jared <laughs> and Ashley. I are going to get married. And um, did you see there was a deleted scene from last week of um, Hannah? Hannah Lecter went to go visit. Um, Ashley, I, and Jared, as oh, no. they're planning their wedding in Newport, and she went to, you know, promote Newport a little bit more by talking to them. They cut it out because it was kind of boring. <laughs> but happy for Ashley and Jared. That's cute. But <clears throat> they, they win their they... way to Newport, or Newport, Rhode Island, um, <laughs> and then the one-on-one date is announced. But the one-on-one date is going to be in Boston? Yeah, they're traveling more. <laughs> not, so the uh, most of the bros stay in Rhode Island, and um, Jared, Jed, Jen. I want to say Jared because I'm talking about Jared Halon, Jed is gets the first or the first one-on-one date of the episode, and they're going to Boston. So I guess they're promoting two shows, two <déplacements> cities in one show. is that that <disapp Fate/ disagree> <aren> <laughs> so? They're in Boston, and they meet, and I I decided I don't like Hannah's jacket. It would have been cute with less studs. That It was the black one with all the studs. Yeah. Okay. It was cute. It was, yeah, but it was overly studly. <laughs> Just like She's not st- a stud, so she needs to calm down. She should have worn that jacket on the second date with Tyler, because he's also overly studly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry not to say anything bad about jet i like jet but i just wouldn't characterize him as overly studly he was a stripper mom i know well he's very handsome and he's yeah and he's very i really like him anyway we'll talk about him so they go on their date and they're walking around boston and it goes to hannah and she's like i'm definitely gonna show off how smart i am that's right and then she goes on to she goes on to come up with these fake history lessons about Boston. Well no, that's not even that. She goes on and talk, tries to talk about the Boston Tea, tea Party. Tea okay, Party. Yeah, that part. And she goes, Oh gosh, what is it? What is it? And then she like says it like in all the different like orders you can. Oh, the taxation without representation. Yeah, yeah she's, she's like, like No represent- representation without taxation. <laughs> and no represent tax rep tax reps whatever. Taxation without representation! She finally gets it and she's so proud of herself. Now, in the preview, I remember them showing her singing the national anthem. Did they show that in the actual show or was that just a preview? I think that was just and a preview. The red glare. She was really cute in the preview. Aw. Anyway. Then they're walking around Boston and um, Hannah's spewing out all these random history facts that she made up. Um, this is where Ben Franklin had his first interview right here. And they were like, he was like, oh, when was that? And she was like, 1641. <laughs> she was really way up on a lot of things. And, um, okay, oh, and then, super yeah, funny. It, She was adorable, I thought. Um, and she's, oh, um, oh, here's, they went, they passed a place where you can, you know, rent bicycles for the day, those little auto bicycle mats, you know, that you can get and auto mat bicycle places. I don't know, you know what I'm trying to say. And she says, there's the bicycle. Paul Revere invented the bicycle. <laughs> and, I could, and then I picture him riding, what if by that on this bicycle? What if is bicycle? <laughs> and then um, she was like, and this is the monument for the bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there was a building with a gold dome, probably like a capital or important looking building. and. And, and she's she's holding Jed's hand. They're walking along. And this is the building that inspired Mr. Ronald McDonald to build the Golden Arches. <laughs> First of all, Ronald McDonald is not a real person. <laughs> I, I, you don't know that. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. I'm sure there are Ronald McDonalds out there. <laughs> but uh, if Matt Donald had a child and named it Ronald, Ronald Matt. Yeah, he could be Ronald, 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 Ronald Matt Donald. Donald. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Hannah messed up. I hope he's in paradise. I digress. (laughs) And then, oh, they go to Cheers and they have a drink in Cheers. (laughs) It's really loud in Cheers. Yes, it is. Um, And there wasn't one. You thought you think that they could have gotten at least one person from Cheers to be like featured on the date. uh, They're done. They're done. I mean, they probably could have gotten the guy who plays Cliff. What's his name? Because he'll do anything, basically. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's always one sitcom <laughs> that has a person that'll do anything after it. So he's the one that's in all the Pixar movies, right? The guy who plays Cliff Clavin. Yeah, I can't remember his name for some reason. But um, yeah, he should have been there because ABC basically must him. John Ratzenberger. John Ratzenberger. Thank you. Um. Yeah. So, but the people in the bar, the Cheers bar, egg them on to kiss, and they do. Smoochy smoochie. They go into a photo booth and they do all the cute little photo booth things. Oh, I think that was do. actually at the beginning of the date. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well anyway, I forgot that. about it. Yeah. And they're like kissing out. I was wondering how mates how kissing out, making out. Making kissing. out it's like, kissing. Kissing out. Right now Chris. it's six fifty eight AM, so we're still kind of shaking <laughs> off the sleeps. Um yeah, so I, I was wondering, how do you think they got the camera view? Like Like, we actually saw them in the photo booth from the camera's point of view. That was weird. Like, did they take apart the photo booth and put the camera, the TV camera in there? Or what? I don't know. Just something I wonder about in the middle of the night. (laughs) That's a weird thing to wonder about in the middle of the night, specifically. (laughs) Yeah, well, you'd you'd be be surprised. But (laughs) throughout this whole time, Jed, like, isn't really saying anything. He's not saying much. I think she's adorable. I think she's super cute, too. I listen to... Ashley and um Ben's podcast yesterday on the way home and they taught they didn't like that she did the history thing. They were like, you know, there's there's actual real facts about Boston that people could learn about, you know? And that was a perfect opportunity to teach people about Boston because people in Boston people in America don't know about enough about geography and she had a real opportunity to actually teach us. I'm like, oh come on. It was it was funny. Cute. She made a McDonald's joke. <laughs> My favorite one was the bicycle one. I just can't get the image of Paul Revere on a bicycle out of my head. I liked, um, my favorite actually was the, um, the Benjamin Franklin and then the (laughs) (laughs) 1641. Anyway, so they're strolling along hand in hand and Ariel's right there. Jed doesn't seem very talkative or even that excited to be there. Although, um, he did mention at one point that if he was, he th- he felt like his tail was wagging or something like that. Do you remember that? Some sort of dog reference. So I thought yeah. that was kind of cute because that's a weird thing to say, but you know. He probably is a dog. Honestly, he's probably a Hufflepuff. Yeah, he probably is. Yeah. Do all are all Hufflepuffs dog people? Yeah, because dogs are all Hufflepuffs. Oh, oh, I see. Because okay. they're loyal. And aren't they badgers? Is that their symbol, the badger? Yeah. So, like, dachshunds are super hufflepuffs because, yeah, they because they're badger hunters yeah. and they're dogs. Yeah. Okay. I digress again. Sorry. So, they're walking along hand in hand, and lo and behold, they come across the Halo Top guy in his Halo Top cart. What do you know? Real real-life Halo Top guy. Amazing. Did you realize that the Halo Top guy in Boston was the same Halo Top guy that was on the After the Final Rose? Was special? He? <laughs> yes, yes. That guy gets guy around. Just, that guy just magically shows up. I like to think of him yeah, that's exactly I like to think of him as like this magical little Halo He's Top. He's like oh. a Cupid but for ice cream. <laughs> he just shows up. He just shows up magically. He's like, Oh, the Bachelorette's coming, gotta gotta get to Boston and then poof. <laughs> He's just there. Maybe he'll show up in Scotland or whatever next week. Yeah. Whenever they get there. I like to think of him as either like a little elf that is so in love with Halo Top that he wants to share that love with, with fledgling couples or that he's like this rogue guy who doesn't even work for Halo Top and he just loves it so much he wants to bring it to the masses. <laughs> Have, you <seen> that? <clears throat> Have you seen that movie um, Booksmart? Not yet. Okay. In Booksmart, there's a character who's played by Carrie Fisher's daughter. And, um, she... Billy Lord? Is that yeah, Billy Lord. And she, um, the story is basically that there's these two high school students who have who've never been to a party mm-hmm. before. That's basic idea. Yeah, and they're going to different parties throughout the night. And this one girl magically shows up at a bunch of these parties <laughs> and seems to have been there for a really long time, even though these girls are rushing to get to each party that's funny and she just like magically poofs up in the weirdest places and that's basically like the halo top guy also the guy who we assume is santa claus in that christmas with the cranks movie he keeps showing up to <laughs> so kind of a, a amalgam of those two. he's people. the mystical he's <clears throat> he's Hannah B's mystical guide through her journey <laughs> to find love yeah, mystical guy anyway uh, apart from her being having a mystical guide it's also an opportunity for abc to um make some money from halo top by promoting them and oh, we're so. we're watching it and mom goes i'm so embarrassed that i actually recognize all of these flavors <laughs> she's like look like it's halo the top. birthday cake one <laughs> <laughs> i like halo top i like the mint the mint chip kind i think the, the mint chip of kind of one, one is really good but the thing with Halo Top is you have to, you can't eat a little bit, you have to eat the whole pie. Because if you eat, it's not like regular ice cream where if you eat a little bit and it melts a little bit while you're eating it and then you put it back in the, refrigerator, the freezer, it doesn't really reconstitute properly. So you either have to eat it all at once or share it with somebody all at you once. You don't have to teach people how to eat Halo Top. I, I feel though. I do. I feel it's my responsibility and solemn duty to teach people how to eat. You need to experience it the proper way. Do you work with, this, with Hannah B's Mystic Halo I cannot reveal my secret. <laughs> um, but yeah. So then after so they're, they're, they're done eating ice cream. And selling some Halo Top. They... Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. They're going to go play basketball with the Celtics. The Celtics. And, um, yeah. <laughs> this part of the date was actually pretty funny. It was cute. Well, first of all, when they walked into the, I guess it was a training facility where they did this. I walked into the Celtics training facility, Jed was just as happy as could be. He was so excited. So he must be a basketball fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so you remember a couple of weeks ago... When it was a deleted scene, and Jonathan was teaching Hannah B about basketball, right? Yes. And he's showing, sure, you know, he's telling her all about it. it's a big part of his life, and and she's basically saying, um, yeah, I don't know anything about basketball. I have no skills in that area. And now here they are, the Celtics training facility. Pretending to she's pretending to be a big basketball fan. No, no, out. She cares when Jed's involved. <laughs> yes. But Jed does seem legitimately really excited to be there. Yeah. And they meet a couple players. I, like Hannah Hannah B. Lecter, know very little about basketball. Our next door neighbor, Carol, loves basketball, so she probably knows these guys. Terry Riser and Jalen Brown are the gentlemen that okay. are assisting them. Okay. And they get their own jerseys. And they're like uh yeah, like go put these on, and then we'll uh, we'll practice with you. And so they go and they put their jerseys on, and they're super excited about their jerseys, and they're super cute in their jerseys. To be honest, yeah. With. And they she's, come back out holding hands. She's just super cute in anything, though. She just, yeah, she's just cuteness personified. Yeah, um, but then they're playing ball and practicing and stuff and then um jed goes and practices with one of the dudes and then hannah sits down with one of the other guys she sits down with Jalen brown she, it's brown on brown oh yeah <laughs> and he oh gets, i forgot and she said that too she, uh, said, she 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 was basically like my she looks at him and she's like my last name's brown which i didn't get because i don't know who these guys are <laughs> and they're both black guys. And I was like, Hannah, you can't just say that. <laughs> <laughs> and now that I know that his last name is Brown, I'm like, okay. <laughs> and one of them had a weird, um, like, head tattoo or a shaved head. Uh, it was like a, I think it said, I think it was 316. It was like a, you know, Jesus reference on the back of his head. Okay. Um, anyways. But just, she goes and sits down with Jalen.
1: He,
0: goes, he gives her pretty good advice, you know? but it's so funny because these two are like legit pro sports athletes and stuff. But she sits down with, with Jalen Brown, and she he goes, "So how are you feeling right now?" <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, you know, it's a crazy journey, but I'm just excited to find love." And he's like, "What are you looking for in a man?" <laughs> That's really cute. Really good advice. He he advised her to find somebody with a sense of humor yeah. and you know, I I forget exactly what he said, but but he had good advice for her. It was <laughs> so funny though that she was asking this pro athlete for love advice and they sounded like they were a couple of schoolgirls like hanging out yeah, exactly. in, the, in the hall. And it you know, it added a little pizzazz to an otherwise not that exciting date. The you know, the fake facts and the talk with Jalen Brown were the highlights of the date in my opinion. A uh, halo-top guy. Oh, halo-top guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. I love a halo-top Halo mystic guy. And then they're making out on the basketball court, Hannah and Jed. Yeah, not Hannah and Jay. Like, <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> brown, <all> brown. <laughs> um, but then uh, they're making out, and while they're making out, Jed shoots the basket, like, behind his head, and he makes it. And he makes it. it. And they both are stoked, and later... Oh, and they, it's also so cute that after he throws the ball, he covers his head, like, because he doesn't expect it to go anywhere but smash him back in the head again. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he, like, later in the day, they talk about, like, how that happened, and he was like, yeah, that was crazy, that was my first shot. And who knows? I think they were being serious that, that was were. his first... They were. She, um, uh, Hannah was on, like... The Ellen Bachelor show recap thing. And she said that was, she, that legitimately was the first, he did that on the first try. And they were, and you could tell by their reaction that it was their first try. Because they were like, oh! (laughs) I mean, (coughs) I do that even (coughs) if it wasn't the first try, but (coughs) I get what you're saying. Yes. About to be dinner time. And they sit down. Where did they go? Did they go anywhere cool? school? I don't even remember. They just go to like a house. They went to... Was this when they went to the place with all the pictures of the presidents, or was that a group date later? I think later? that was a group date later, or maybe even Tyler's. Okay. It was all, you know, it's Boston and Rhode Island. It was a, a really pretty, pretty <clears throat> old building. It was pretty is all I remember. So they have their talk, and, you know, this is this traditional moment where the bachelorette contestant will tell the bachelorette something personal about himself. And Jed begins his story by telling her how he loves music more than anything. He came from a music um, family. family, and he's just from the, from the minute he can remember being a sentient human, he has loved music, and it's his whole life. And then he does something that I don't remember ever happening in Bachelor. This in was very interesting. He told her that when he signed up on the show, um, he, his initial reasoning for joining the show was because, uh, he knew it was a big platform and he really wanted to take advantage of that platform to spread word about himself and the music. And promote his music, right. Um, and then he went on to say, and but now know. that I'm here and I'm getting to know you, I really am caring about you and I really do want to be here at the end of all this. Yeah, he basically said, and you can see her reaction when he first says, you know, I knew this was a big platform, and that's why I came on the show, her face looks concerned, and then they cut back to him, and yeah, what Ariel said, basically, you know, now I realize I'm really falling for you hard, and the music has taken a back seat, and all I really want now is you, and then her face looks happy. Yeah. Um, what Uh, do you think about that? I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was, like, good for him for being honest. Mm -hmm. Um. And I do believe him, but how can you really know for sure that right. he is not still doing Like, being honest might help him get further, or honest, appearing. Oh, I appearing. See what you're saying, uh-huh. Well, but it does fit in with what we've seen of Jed so far. Jed is a very sort of sort of introverted, kind of, um, shy-ish, but very... Uh, um, introspective person. You know, remember when he talked about how being jealous never got him anywhere and how well he handled that shirtless scene with Luke P and stuff. He's Mm -hmm. just a very even keel thoughtful person. Yeah. And so this rings true to me. I feel like he's telling the truth. Um, But my concern is right now she's going to appreciate him for being honest with her, but then way down the line, let's see there's two or three people left and he's one of them will that seed of doubt in her mind start to nag at her? You know, Mm -hmm. that's what I think. Especially if one of the other people in the top three are Tyler. Right. Or Luke P for that matter. You know how he's so manipulative he is. If he got a hold of that information, forget, you know, Jed's in trouble. Yeah. So, because he would just manipulate the heck out of Hannah B if he had that nugget. So let's hope he doesn't get it. They make out, he gets the rose. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, he also says his favorite part of the date was sitting in the photo booth when no one else was around. But you're like, someone got that footage because we all <laughs> saw it. So that moment is not as sacred as you think. It was a cute moment, though, There, when he kissed her and stuff. It looked really, he looked, that's the part of the date, he looked like he was having the most fun. Yeah. Um, then, I was, can't say back to the, I can't stay back at the mansion anymore. Back at their home their, place. Back at their fabulous Gertie's Hotel. I've <laughs> never heard of a Gurney's Hotel in my life, but I'm sure it's nice. Um, it's time for the group date. Everybody but Jed, of course, because he just had a date. And do-do-do, Tyler. Tyler! So Tyler's going to get the one-on-one later. And uh, they show Luke P. being all annoyed. He's like, obviously, I want a date. <laughs> yeah, well, he'll just have to wait his turn. And She's saving him for international, I think. So he just should get over gross. it. Yeah. Uh, should, um, we, should we go through all the people that are left so we have an idea and there about the people on the date? Yeah. So the people on the date are going to be Dylan, Mateo, John Paul, Paul Jones, Jones. Uh, Luke S, Luke P, Grant, Dustin, Devin, Kevin, Mike. Uh, Connor, Connor, Peter, Peter, and Garrett. And Garrett, I think I. Oh yeah, no, I didn't say anybody twice. Okay, cool. My handwriting, the word Grant and Garrett basically look the same, but that's okay. <laughs> I I know that I was really hard on him to begin with, and I know I say this every week, Mom, but you I like don't big have to say it yet. every week. I like Grant. He's still kind of um. gross. Anyways, um, they go and they play rugby. And Hannah's like, guys, I cannot wait to see your blood, your sweat, and your tears. I want blood, sweat, and tears. And I uh, and showed John Paul Jones. Any, any, I, I want more John Paul Jones. Any, any nugget of John Paul Jones is, bring it on. Because they show him briefly going, Arr! And then he straightens up and says, shock a bra. <laughs> He's so dumb. <laughs> He's so cute. Then it, uh, he looks like he's, he looks among several of the boys look like they're really into this. John Paul Jones, Luke P. Um, they cut to the, the dressing room. What do they call the dressing room for athletes? Locker room. Yeah. And sorry. And, um, Luke's team are the blue and white team and there's Luke screaming, we're going to win. It's all about Hannah. Blah, blah, blah. And Peter and John Paul Jones and the rest of his teammates are really into it. And they're screaming and hollering and pumping themselves up. And then the green team consists of... I did didn't—I don't know who all the people on each team, but I know the green team had Mike, Luke S., and Kevin. And, you know, I just noticed where Mike is. But Luke S. and Kevin will both be significant people in this competition. And they... And oh, Dustin, practice oh, playing? This is an interesting question I wrote down. Did you notice Dustin was there, but he wasn't playing? Yeah. Do we know why? Did they say why? Maybe it has to do with his nose ring, or maybe he has a previous athletic injury that keeps him huh. from He's there for playing. moral support, I guess. Um, and they uh, um, The coach they comes practice. out. Yeah, the coach comes out and gives him a pep talk. And says, You know, this is a rough sport. You have to play hard. It's rougher than any other sport. I remember a time when a guy got his leg broken and it was hanging off by a string of flesh only. He said that? Yeah. That's freaking disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. I know, but he's the point is he's trying to, you know, get Scare them all rat revved up. Yeah. <laughs> and well, Hannah's pretty stoked. How do they have insurance the insurance for the show must be really, really expensive. Anyway. <laughs> It's ABC. They can afford it. This is one of their biggest money yeah. makers. And this is how, this is about the time last year that in Becca season that we lost Clay Harper, which was a big loss. I really loved him. So I don't want to, I always worry about these young bros. Uh, anyways, so they're playing, and then at some point, Kevin goes, My shoulder's dislocated. And they're like, Oh, are you sure? And he's like, Yeah, I can't lift it. Can I like see a medic? And yeah. someone's like, "Get this man a medic." And he was really like low key about it. You know, he's kind of like, "Yeah, I think something's wrong." Can can I have somebody look at this? That's how dudes handle injuries, mm-hmm. but, really? but they can't they can't be sick. <laughs> yeah, they ever get a cold, they're like, "I'm dead." Yeah, <laughs> when when. Um, but the medic like cuts off his shirt, and they're like, "Let's fix this dude." And the ambulance comes and gets him, and then Kevin leaves. Yeah, it looks really painful too. Um, and she's then, really in, She she seems to really love these torture dates You know, the roller derby She's psychotic Oh, maybe that's why Because Dustin got hurt in the roller derby Maybe that's why he can't oh. play right now That would make sense Of course, the labor pain She delighted in seeing John Paul Jones scream his head off And then the bonus scene of Garrett getting waxed She's really into this whole Yeah, well, we I'm not surprised at all Because she's crazy <laughs> But anyways Hannah B. Lecter Anyways, then they continue playing, and then Luke S. and Luke P. have a little showdown. So basically what happens is... Somehow Luke S. gets knocked down. Yeah. You can't see that part. You don't know what happens. So he's on the ground, and um, then he gets up, and he's walking uh, toward toward Luke P., and then Luke P. picks him up, like his whole body... And this is the part that we see most vividly, is he picks him up um, and then he slams him on the ground, like on his back, which is a really, really aggressive, violent way to do something. Do do anything. Do anything. (laughs) You could just knock him on the ground again and like run away, but you didn't have to throw him. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's basically, I was, you know, like I just said a couple minutes ago, it's like brains versus brawn. Mm-hmm. Luke S is a smart guy, but he's not a big guy. Luke P is all about brawn and strength. And yeah, that's how he handles most situations in life. Is just, you know, bull in a china shop, kind of guy. And uh, they're kind of fighting, and everyone's like, Luke, uh, Luke P, that's not cool. That's not cool. And then um, the game. Is over eventually well luke p approaches you know all the guys are like wait that's not cool what how, why did he do that what a jerk and then at one point luke p approaches luke s among the group of boys There, you know the group there's a group of guys and one of them's luke s and luke p approaches and tries to apologize but his apology immediately falls flat because he says sorry dude it was self-defense Okay? Yeah, if he had just left it at I'm sorry, I would have been like, okay, like, maybe they can have a conversation about this. Right. So, and Lucas doesn't even accept the apology. He just, he kind of goes no way, man, and walks away, kind of gives him the hand and walks away. And um, then that part of the date's over, I think, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Then they go to the little, little their little cocktail party thing and Hannah's like, Doesn't she take Luke P. away first? She does, but first she says, it's a super bummer. She says, it's a super bummer that Kevin's not here because he's in the hospital, so we miss him. But we're still going to have a fun night because it was a fun day. And then she's like, Luke P., can I steal you for a second? And she's doing a lot of the stealing people first this season, whereas I feel like before it's usually someone that says, can I see you? Yeah, usually the one of the contestants comes forth rather than the lead. Yeah. But, you know, she knows something really bad went down at the game, and either Luke P or Luke S is, um, you know, at fault. Yeah. And she talks to him, and he tells her, Luke P tells her, yeah, Luke S came at him cussing, fists out, and, you know. Like, I really thought he was going to hurt me. Like, no, you didn't. Even if he tried to hurt you, he wasn't going to be able to. He's, like, tiny. Yeah, comparatively. And Luke, he characterizes it. Luke P. characterizes the body slam as, I picked him up and put him on the ground. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like, okay, that's that's a nice way to say, you body slammed him. Yeah. Um, and Luke S. got the wind knocked out of him. And have you ever had the wind knocked out of you? Yeah. It it's a sucks. scary feeling. Yeah. You don't, you know. Okay. Anyways. And, and he, he begs her, basically, not to doubt his character or his honesty. Yeah. And he tells her, he's like, listen, dude, like, I really am trying to take to heart what you said last week. And I am trying to, like, change and respect your relationships with the other guys and stuff, but I can't help this. It was self-defense. Then he goes on to say, Lucas, you know, Lucas doesn't even talk about her, that he's not here for the right. Well, he doesn't say he's not here for the right reasons, but he implies it by saying <clears throat> that Lucas just talks about his tequila company, and yeah. his tequila brand around the house. And then she's like, Oh, that's not cool. That's not good. And then she goes back out, she finds Lucas <clears throat> and she brings him out. Or she brings him back to talk to him. And she's like, so tell me what happened today. And he's like, well, for no reason, like, Luke, he body slammed me on the ground. And I got the wind knocked out of me. And it was just not fun at all. And he's just really unnecessarily aggressive. And she's like, oh, for for no reason? And he's like, well, we, like... We're playing the game, and he knocked me down, which is fine. I went to talk to him, and then he, like, threw me on the ground. <laughs> yeah, and there was some talk of kneeing, being kneed in the face, and the story gets a little more elaborate as, as it gets retold, as, as stories are prone to do. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and, you know, Hannah says, you know, you seem to have a thing against Luke, Luke P. And Luke S. says, that's not just me. <laughs> yeah, all okay, that may be true, but all the guys in the house have a thing against Luke P. He's violent, he's aggressive, you know, he's he's just not one of us basically. Yeah, like he doesn't try to be friendly with every with anyone like he is very very um isolated and when he does interact with us it's very aggressive and violent. And she's like huh and then it shows her talking to a few of the other guys and each of the guys she talks she says yeah he's crazy um at one point um the guys are talking to a group of guys are talking to luke p about why he did what he did and luke p claims to not remember everything that happened and then they talk more and then luke p starts defending himself and adding you know and it's clear that he does remember what happened because he cites specific details and I think it's Mike says. Yeah, he's like, oh, now you remember? Now you remember? <laughs> and he says, well, yeah, now that we're talking about it, yeah, yeah, I, I'm remembering more. And it's like, oh, come on. I think that's what Mike says. Yeah. And I think he just goes, oh, come on, man. And then they all, like, walk up and leave. Yeah, they all leave him alone. <laughs> I, get, uh, I get this cocktail party, this after party confused a little bit with the cocktail party, so I hope I'm saying everything in the right order. Oh, wait, yeah. I feel like maybe some of this stuff happened at the... In any event, later. When. I think we're pretty close. Um, but this is the part I believe, yes, because Garrett comes up and, and takes her aside and she and Garrett have a nice talk and he smartly does not focus their conversation on what's happening with the other bros. Yeah. He talks about them and they have a really sweet little talk and they they make out a little bit. It's not the most passionate make out but at least he's he's moving up in yeah. the ranks. And, um, also, after all the bros leave, Luke, uh, there's just both Luke sitting across from each other, and then I think one of them is like, "Do you want to say something?" Does oh, I, was, I think that's later. Oh, when they both when they go, I think that's the next party. Oh, okay, oof, never mind. Sorry, guys, we didn't take because we don't have a cable box this whole week. I just we just got one yesterday. We you know I had to go to the cable store and pick one up. Um, like I said. I wasn't able to pause and stop and take really copious notes because we had to watch it at somebody else's house, and they would have thought I was a crazy loony person if I said. Well, pause, pause. I still don't think you need copious notes. I know, but usually I do. she has like ten pages of notes, and, now and this I really time have five. Yeah, so which I think is much <laughs> better for everyone, but I think that's a habit we should keep. Anyways, um, <clears throat> Garrett gets the group date rose. Garrett gets the group date rose. So I think Garrett's going to go far. I think Garrett might be as. He might even get a hometown, but I'm not. I quite, don't think so. Not quite ready to commit to that, but I think he's gonna. Stick I think he's pretty boring, and I don't feel a lot of chemistry there. So I think he'll get um, further, but I don't think he'll get that much further. Um, and I do. I think this is. I think this party is the party where people first start calling Luke P a psychopath. Oh yeah. So that must be what the P stands for, in Luke P <laughs> psychopath. Luke psychopath. It's <laughs> and that's gonna get under his skin. Um, alright, so uh, then I think, so Garrick gets the group date it rose, and now we're on to the next one on one day mm-hmm. with our studly Tyler. And Tyler shows, and Hannah's like crying on this little peer thing because the night before was so stressful for her. Yeah, she's crying and very upset. And she's really confused because she trusted her judgment, but now that one of her favorites um, is being question like his characters, his in, characters question. in question yeah. because of the fact that no not a single guy is friends with him like even chad had one friend in the house daniel like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> like the villains usually have at least one like cohort mm-hmm. <laughs> and this this guy has none no i mean we've seen a couple of clips of peter smiling at him and like you know just because peter's nice uh-huh, not that's what i think too i think that's true um, and she's like crying on the pier and she's like, like, I just don't know. Like, I thought I could trust myself, but obviously I, I like can't, which is really sad because I, this isn't her fault at all. Um, yeah.
1: And I can then, understand
0: why she's upset. This, at least this makes sense. unlike the other, that other time she was crying at one of the cocktail parties. <laughs> like, <"This laughs> and then, um, you hear Luke or sorry, you hear Tyler coming up and Tyler's like, Sup, girl? <laughs> sup, girl. And she's like, oh, he's, hey. And it's like, oh, my God. He just opened up his, his one-on-one with sup, girl. Sup, girl. But somehow it works for him. You know, he talks really slow and weird, but the stuff that comes out of his mouth is t- really compelling all the same. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get It's just, he's just, I I just don't get him. I like him. I just, he's just a, not what I expected. You know? <clears throat> Um, and, uh, oh, excuse me. <clears throat> <clears throat> so, you know, they basically have a talk and he says that, you know, he's got her, he'll take care of her, that, you know, he understands. Okay, you're making it less cute than it was. Okay, well, help me out. <clears throat> <clears throat> so she's like, sorry, I really want to be fun today, but that's just going to be really hard because of, it's just been a really, really tough week. And he's like that's okay, like, I'm just happy to be here. And he was like, like, you take all the time you need to feel better, and we're going to forget about the tough week, and we're going to have a really good day, and, like, I'll help you with that. And then he's like, I got you, girl. I'm always going to have you, girl. (laughs) And as ridiculous as it sounds, it was actually really cute. Yeah, (laughs) it does. It sounds ridiculous, you know, on paper, but when it comes out of Tyler... It works somehow. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Um, and they go. They're and... going. They're going lobster fishing with some people in a lobster boat. Um, and they get to have some on the ship on the boat. They get yeah. A and when they're about to eat the lobster, it's so, good. It's so good. Oh yeah, it looks super good. And as when they're about to eat the lobster, <laughs> Tyler goes, "Butter me up, girl. <laughs> you and want like, you want some tail." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god! And he's making her laugh. You know, she thinks yeah, that's hilarious. And, and the cool. whole the whole time, he's just saying these things that are kind of stupid, but she's laughing and ha- like enjoying herself. And you can tell pretty quickly that she starts to forget about the tough right. week that she's had. Yeah, which I think anyone else except for maybe I don't know, maybe Mike and maybe Jed, maybe Jed. I don't know. I don't think anyone else would have been able to distract her that much. Tyler is obviously the tonic that she needs. Yeah. Um, And I saw a cute little meme of Phoebe Buffay from uh, Friends. Friends. Yeah, so there's a picture of them eating their lobster and stuff. And then there's a picture of Phoebe saying, see, he's her lobster. (laughs) Um, But yeah, super cute. Then their date kind of is over and they go to have dinner. Nighttime date. Um, And their dinner is at this... House that has a bunch of uh, portraits of presidents in it, and you're like, "Where is this? Is this the White House?" It's one of these colonial fancy houses, like straight out of um, Liberty Square at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she—they're uh, eating dinner together, and um, she looks really pretty. What was she wearing? I forget what she was what wearing, was she but wearing? she was looking. She looked really pretty. Yeah, she's she's just killing it. Most of the time, yeah, and they're talking, and um, she tells him, she says, you know what, when I first, you know, got when I first met you, I thought you might be a player. I really thought you might be a player, um, but I'm coming around on that. And he tells her a story about, you know, she, you know, that leads into the story about why he decided to go on The Bachelorette. And he said that once he decided to go on, his dad got really really sick and I think he said it was in a coma and stuff and they were really worried about him and um, he, when he started to recover his you know he was he was thinking about not going on the Bachelorette and the dad said, "No you have to go on the Bachelorette. you know go make Hannah Brown your wife and that they had watched the show together and had bonded over it together so he decided to go ahead and go forward with mm-hmm. this decision <clears throat> so that's his. His sad story is he almost lost his dad, but thankfully he didn't. Yeah, but he didn't make it a sad story. He turned it around to be like a positive story, exactly. and like a lot of people. But um, he seems to be. I wrote down here that my recollection of a good word for him during this time is he seems like a good caretaker. Yeah, the story about his dad and then
1: him and then nourishing, him taking care
0: of Hannah. Yeah, taking care of Hannah all day, really nourishing her emotionally and building her up. And um, he's a yeah. great guy. Seems like a great guy. And then he was, well, he said some really cute things on the date, and now I can't remember them. Yeah, and even if we did remember them and we said them, I they wouldn't sound as cute. Them. I thought you wrote them. I thought you wrote that. Well, I didn't say, really, okay. I couldn't take copious notes. But, yeah, and, and the point is, I mean, even if we said them, they wouldn't sound as cute coming out of us. No, but it's still our job. I know. Well... I did the best I could, given the circumstances. But he finishes up, and he's talking to her, and she's like, I had a lot of fun today. Like, it it was hard to be able to have a lot of fun. And he's like, dude, that's cool. Like, you're going to go through some tough times. I'm going to go through some tough times. And it's going to be our job when we're married to get each other out of those tough times. And he said, I'll take you any way I can get you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. I'll take you any way I can get you. And it was so cute. And I I almost never feel anything on these dates. (laughs) Like, usually I'm like, oh, my God, this is so corny. This is so stupid. And I, like, will hate watch it sometimes. But then, like, this date, I was actually like, oh, my God, this is so cute. I felt a little something, too. I. You know, the the big feely date that I remember from The Bachelorette in the short time I've watched it is the Jason and Becca date. That was the last time I felt that that way. Like, mm-hmm. oh, oh. Yeah. You know, their hometown date. <clears throat> yeah. And um, it was just really, really sweet. And they, I feel like they're very, very compatible. Uh, I think they're a lot alike in a lot of ways. Like, yeah. neither of them. Both of them are very smart, but neither of them are very, um, good at showing they're smart. Yeah. (laughs) Neither of them are very good at articulating, um, their themselves and, um, but everything they say just is very, very captivating. And you're like, this is so weird. And like, for me, I know like an attractive feature and like a Dude is, like, them sounding smart and sounding intelligent. So if, like, they say something and it just doesn't sound good, then I'm usually like, oh, gross, now get away from me. Yeah. But (laughs) Tyler, who sounded pretty dumb, but not really dumb at the same time, I was like, this guy, Yeah. like, this is a really romantic thing. And I'm like, why do I think this is romantic? But it was really cute, and I am very excited to see where this goes, where it goes, yeah. So and he gets used to say, he gets the rose, rose. Yeah. yeah. So then they, after he gets the rose, they go have a little concert. This gentleman named Jake Owen, who I understand is a fairly well-known country artist, um, sings for them. And there are this time there are people in the audience, unlike her date last week. Um, but the cute thing that during the dance, they they start making out during the dance, and. You can see Jake Owen kind of will go, his face, yeah. goes, his face goes, whoa. But his eyes kind of go, whoa, What's whoa, oh, whoa, whoa, boy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and the lyrics of the song are actually really sweet. And um, like Tyler goes, like, this song's really like explaining exactly how I feel about Hannah. Oh, I don't remember that part. That sounds- and like, I really, it's amazing to just be here with her at all, but to be here with her dancing to this song is just really, really special. And I forget what the song was, but it was basically, like, about... It was a love song about falling more and more in love with this person and stuff. I don't know. Um, but I do think that if they do end up getting married, that's probably going to be their first dance song. Oh, yeah, probably. Because they were both talking about how great the song was. The whole thing, I mean... I think this whole episode is sort of foreshadowing what's going to happen at the end. That's my prediction that it's going to come down to Tyler and Jed, maybe Peter in there somewhere. Um, And you know, there's, they're both, they both seem to be good for her, but they're both totally different kinds of guys. So we'll Mm -hmm. see what happens. Also, can we stop calling him Tyler C now and just call him Tyler?
1: Yeah. I couldn't
0: even remember what his last initial was. So I wasn't doing that. Um, so then it's time for the final cocktail party and the rose ceremony. Um, and they they all, all the bros head to this big mansion with a couple lion statues outside and somebody, I think it's Luke P says this, an alpha male must live here, or this is an alpha male house. Which, Who know, said that? I believe it was Luke P., which would make sense, huh? Yeah, that yeah, would I mean, make he totally sense. thinks of himself in his mind as the alpha male and the guy who's... Anyone like, that know. says the term alpha male is super unattractive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Hannah B. knows that Luke S. is in the right, but because she digs Luke P. so much, she's trying um, to make excuses for keeping Luke P. And that's kind of the theme of the whole cocktail party. Yeah. And um, now there are a couple other notable things that happen. Luke, um, at the cocktail party, Peter, um, takes her aside and they have a cute little exchange in which he asks her to be his girlfriend. Oh, yeah, that was cute. And,
1: and he and says, it's
0: okay, I'm okay with you dating 14 other dudes, but I want you to be my girlfriend. <laughs> and she eats it up, as, as do most of us. And then it goes to her and her little side thing, she's like newsflash i am peter's girlfriend <laughs> we he's my boyfriend we're in a relationship <laughs> so and then she, he, she talks to mike briefly and he tells her he has three queens in his life i think it's his mom grandma and sister his, yeah and that he would like her to be his fourth queen which is very sweet I like how he always refers to all the women in his life as basically the queen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mike's Which I think is really, really sweet and Mike's humble. Um, Tyler tells her when he sees her at the party that you look dangerous in black. <laughs> Again, Tyler says that it sounds cool. Anybody else says that you're like, oh boy, yeah, like, this is stupid. <laughs> so, um, after Mike's, Mike's visit with Hannah, he goes back to the bros and, um, Luke P. says, you know, she's just had a hard week. Hannah's had a hard week because um, Luke S. has made her unhappy. And, or no, no, she's, no, Mike says, sorry, my notes are confusing. Mike says that um, she's had a hard week because Luke P. has made her unhappy. And Luke P. says, nope, not, I did not. Luke S. did that. Very. But the only person talking about all this stuff is Luke P. So it's like. Like Luke S was Luke S was talking about it just to defend himself, but I don't think if I don't think he would have brought it up if Hannah didn't ask him about it. So the psychopath thing is brought up again, and Luke P is starting. That's really getting under his skin. And they show him in an ITM holding a phone. It must be a producer's phone with the definition of psychopath on it. He says, "You know, this is not me. This is the opposite of me." And well, isn't it? Okay, maybe they meant sociopath, because they might have. Yeah, I could see him being a sociopath. Yeah, I think that's probably more what he is. Yeah, because he has no he has no grasp of any legit feelings, and he knows what to say and what to do to manipulate the feelings of others, and right. he knows how to say the things. Like he knows how, how what he says and does affects other people's feelings, but he himself doesn't really feel those things. If that makes sense, sociopaths are actually really interesting. I've listened to a lot of podcasts about them. Yeah, yeah, they're horrifying. Um, but Hannah talks to both Lucas and Luke P, and the, that whole thing that Luke P said about Luke S being here for his tequila brand has sort of gotten under Hannah's skin. Um, and Luke S reassures her that that's not why he's here. He really, really likes her. His parents were both social workers. He would never, you know, strike anyone or be violent toward anyone, and that Luke P. is just full of bull. Yeah, and then he goes back out, and he's talking to the guys, and he's like, yeah, I guess Luke P. told her that I, like, I'm just trying, I'm only talking about my um, tequila, tequila business. It's not even a thing yet. Um, and the bros are like, no, that's totally not hair. true. You yeah, don't, I've <laughs> never heard you once say that. Yeah, yeah, and one of the dudes is like, yeah, I've never heard you talk about Your tequila. I didn't know you had tequila. I I believe Garrett specifically says, you know, you're here for the right reasons, and Luke P., you know, you you need to tell Hannah that Luke S. is a good guy and here for the right reasons. They're all kind of... Yeah. they're, they're like, telling Luke P. that he needs to go tell her the truth. They're like, Luke P., you don't have to... And then um, Luke S. didn't... Luke S. didn't say that at all. He didn't say, hey, go, like, fix this. Right. But when other guys started being like, oh, like, you need go to go tell, tell the her, truth, yeah. Right? And Luke was like, so you want me to just go up and give it, like, put in a good word for you? And well, he was like, no, I just want you to tell the truth. Luke S says, do you really, you know, he says to Luke P, man, do you really think I'm here to promote my tequila? And Luke P says, no, man, no, man, I really don't. Mm-hmm. And the other guys are like, you know, you need to tell her. That you don't really think that. Yeah, and that, you, that he's here, The Luke S is here for the right reasons. And he says, okay, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll do that. I'll He's do like, that. that sounds reasonable. And, again, we're emphasizing that the guys are telling him to do this, not Luke S. Well, the only thing Luke S. said specifically was, it would just be nice if you told her the truth. Right. But that was it. And and, so, uh, and he also said the thing about the tequila. Do you really think I'm here? Do you I'm really here? think I'm here for the wrong reasons, basically. And then Luke said no. no. And so he says, okay, I'll go up and I'll, you know. I'll tell Hannah the truth. And then he goes up, and he's like, hey, Hannah, so Lucas just basically cornered me, and he told me that I better come up here and put in a good word for him, because he, I guess he, he's desperate, basically. Yeah, he's desperate. And she's like, what? what? He's and like, he's like, yeah, he basically forced me to come up here and tell you that, you know, he's here for the right reasons, and, um... You know, from my point of view, though, nothing has changed. Yeah. He's like, his intentions are still wrong or still bad. Even though he literally just told a room full of these guys. If he was going to go tell her the truth about what happened. Yeah. he you know, was a decent human being. Or Luke S is a decent human being. Yeah. He's such a dick. And I mean, he bald-faced lied to all the bros. All the bros. And to Hannah. And to Hannah. And, um... I don't know how he can get away with this, because one day she's going to look back. She's going to watch this. I mean, I'm sure this won't happen, I'd be horrified if it does, but let's say for a moment that he does win, and they're watching this back together on a couch, you know, in in a hotel somewhere, and she sees this happening, oh my god, you know, how can you think he's going to get away with it, I guess is my point. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And the whole thing is just really, really, really gross, and... Hannah, um, she, but she buys it because she, in her mind, I think in her mind, she's, he was the first one that she was really, really attracted to. He, she met him very first on after the final rose in her mind. She really wants to justify her feelings for him. She doesn't want to be falling in love with an a-hole and she's trying to work, you know, she's trying to make excuses in her mind to keep him there. Yeah. Also though throughout this whole date, Luke S wasn't handling it very well either. Oh, no. he was with, he was kind of irritating. But yeah, he was still in the right. He was being kind of annoying, but he yeah, he was still in the right and he he what he needed to do was just drop it completely and not bring it up. Like, yep. and he, just ask the other dudes not to not to bring it up with Luke and just focus on their own relationships with her. W W J D. What, what would, would Jed do? What would Jed do? He'd do nothing. <laughs> Jed, would, I mean, think back to how he handled it when Luke had his shirt off, was in there with the massaging with Hannah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, which is less... Uh, it's a little different because no one got hurt. Right, exactly. That. that was a totally innocuous thing. But, but, yeah. Um, but I've w- actually heard... JD. I've heard... <clears throat> When we when we went to go watch it with my friend Annie, um, someone said over there that they felt bad for him. And then I spoke to a couple other people that said that they feel really bad for Luke P. And like one of my one of my really good friends was like, "Oh, like please tell me that you feel bad for him too. Like, are you still hating on him after all this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> he's being like, yeah, first he's aggressive, of all, he's violent, he's all the things the guys are saying he is." So. I don't know if he's a psychopath exactly, but he is aggressive and violent. I think he's on the sociopath scale a little bit. But, like, even, even, like, aside from all of that, like, if, even if you don't focus on what's happened this particular episode with all the violence and stuff and the lies, he still, in past episodes, has, has showcased signs of very possessive behavior yeah. and have like a possessive like, husband or fiancé or anything is not a healthy relationship for Hannah. No. And it's kind of, like, a dick thing to do to, like, keep Hannah from being her own person. Well, like let, let's at least, well, let's put this out there. I don't feel sorry for him. None of the guys in the house feel sorry for him. There seems to be no empathy of any kind coming from anyone toward him except from Hannah. But he is very young maybe the experience of watching this back will help him grow as a person you know did you see that colton yeah. colton defended him in an in an interview not oh, too long no, ago, I didn't see that saying basically yeah well you know you got to do what you got to do it's a it's a weird situation to be in and you don't know what it's like unless you're, you've actually been there yeah and you know so but also usually guys leave with friends from this mhm he doesn't have to even the villains leave with friends in this like he doesn't have to be so cold to all the other men there right he could be and and i get that he's not there to make friends with other people i get that that's not the point of this show it's to go and find love but going and finding love if you think that tearing other people down and not forming relationships with the other people there for the same reason is helpful then that's just wrong uh so i think that he needs to i don't know i just don't feel bad for him because he hasn't been focused on being kind to the other people there and he's not even that he's not even nice to hannah like honestly he's he's possessive and he he doesn't care about what she has just what she doesn't thinks yeah he doesn't care about what this is a competition to him and i do think that i don't think he actually cares about getting engaged at the end of all this oh i think he wants to get engaged because he wants to possess her i think that you know he he doesn't really care about what's going on in her brain um And the experience that she's going through, all he cares about is winning. Yeah. And, but taking this episode into account too, he just, he he lies about like his intentions and he lies to all the guys there as well as Hannah, which is just wrong. And he's also really violent and Mm -hmm. like he can't even own up to his mistakes. Like when he did apologize to him, he said it was self-defense. Right. He's a disaster waiting to happen. But again, so, hopefully he's watching this back somewhere, maybe with his family, because I hope he doesn't end up with her. Um, and, maybe you know, hopefully he's learning from he, it. Yeah, hopefully he does learn from it. Now, here's but, one, other, one other observation. Usually when the process is over and the, he, the contestants go back into the real world, the guys and the girls, depending on if it's a bachelor or bachelorette, on social media, once they get their phones back and are on social media, they don't usually keep bad-mouthing the villain. They they usually just either ignore the villain or be, start becoming more friendly with the villain. But the stuff I've seen on social media, the guys are still really trash talking Luke P. Okay, they should probably just not talk about him at all. I agree. Don't. I agree. It's just an observation But we don't know how he treated them or anything in the house. So, but also, okay. So. At the very end of the episode, Luke S. comes, you know, tells Luke P. I cannot believe you outsmarted me. And karma's a bitch. So, again, Luke S. would have been better off if he had just ignored it and carried on and not mm-hmm. made a big deal of it. But that kind of... And looked, he knows that now. He knows that now. Yep, yeah. Yep. That's what that... I can't believe you outsmarted me comment. Meant. Yeah. And it ends without a rose ceremony. Dun-dun-dun! The singer And yeah. she's she seated, she seated on the couch with the two Lukes, right? That's how it is. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, so that was our episode. And, uh... What, anything exciting in the previews? It looks like they're going to Scotland. Um, uh, we should have a rose ceremony right at the beginning of the next episode. I hate when that happens. I do, too. Because then you feel like you're off track. So, so hopefully we'll have two rose ceremonies next week, one at the beginning and one at the end. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be back next week. Who do you think's going to go home? Um... I think Lucas is probably going to go oh, home. Yeah, I think Lucas is going to go home. I think Luke P. is going to stay because we see more footage of him from the future. Mm-hmm. I think other people on the chop- chopping block are probably Devin, Mateo, Grant's got to be getting pretty close. <laughs> uh, Kevin's got to be getting pretty close. Oh, we didn't mention Kevin came back from the hospital. Oh, yeah. he <laughs> ridiculously... came back from the like, hospital and his sling looked like it was from, like, Revolutionary, uh, Revolutionary War. War, yeah. <laughs> It was it was, a mess. it was it was pretty bad so, yeah. it's like boston move on <laughs> no rhode island I, rhode oh yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, I I right. that's right Hollywood. that's right i right. forgot they were in rhode island maybe, maybe rhode islanders should go to boston instead for their treatment <laughs> anyway love you guys thanks for listening um hit us up on social media yeah follow us, on, us follow us on instagram at rosettes podcast and email us at rosettespodcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you guys. So, And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please, por favor. So other people can listen to us and not just you guys. Merci. So, awesome. All right. Um, bye. Next week.